This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Uh, really tremendous to come for us all here in Asia Paris to have with us Vlopiansky. is the Rosh Hashiva of Yeshiva Creator Washington. Um, in addition, the very well known Masfia and Rob Roshiva um, has tremendously Masfia all across the world with many, many Tom readers. And uh, it's really tremendous to have, to have with us Vlopiansky, uh, Shita, in Kedolian Week here. A little bit about Kedolim and some of the Kedolim of Lopiansky himself is connected to. And um, after us to have a, a question and answer. And this is a great opportunity for us all to end here a little bit about the Yeshiva. We have several alumni who have really uh, grown tremendously there. It's really great to watch them. It's a, it's a wonderful option for, for those of you to continue learning um, in, in the next days in the serious, serious uh, framework. Um, we look forward to hearing a little bit more about that later on. Uh, thank you very much for, okay. you for coming. It's very special to be here. This has been some of my best years. was spent teaching here, 1983 to 1990. Um, and uh, really, um, it was a dream of one person who dared to dream and created this mockum and all and everything that it represents in many ways. So it's very special to be here. We've also gotten to know um, a few alumni from Geshev come our way and they're really amazing. So it's, it really says something about the, the environment you're in and so on. So I understood Dolem has gone to see some Dolem and so on. And I'd, I'd like to um, maybe mention a few points. What is it exactly we're looking for? And when we when we meet people that are big people, so the Gemara says definition of an amaretz. One of the definitions is kara v'shana. He learned chumish Tanakh, He learned Gemara. But he never was meshamish mechachamim. The word meshamish doesn't mean serve in the sense of bringing a drink or whatever it is, that's a wonderful thing, but has nothing to do with it. Shimush means apprenticeship of some sort. That, that's sort of the, 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 the flavor of it. And I'd like to um, speak a little bit about some of the things we can pick up from being with big people. Um, one is certain things like halacha are easy to picture and translate Lamaisa. You put on tzitzis. What do tzitzis look like when you have to wear them? Even if all you had was uh, a mishabura or a kitzvah and you did exactly as it says, chances are pretty good that you get it right. Most of the mitzvahs are kind of very specific. You see a good picture, a video, and you have it. But there's so much more. Let's talk about Yeres Hashem, Avas Hashem, Midas, Hatzne Aleches. How do you translate? When I picture somebody humble, what, what does that mean? I don't know what I'm looking for. I can say these words all day, but it's very, very, very hard to translate them in terms that can actually be translated to life. What does it look like when you're interacting with people and you're humble. Does it mean you make nothing of yourself? Does it mean you tell anybody you're nobody? Does it mean you don't think you're worth anything? What does it mean when you're patient? Do you have to put up with people annoying you? How do you deal with that? And so much more. So the first thing in, in meeting big people and having a privilege of, of, of learning from them, being in, in, in their presence, is how to translate ideals and values that are sort of lofty and abstract into Olamamaisa. That's one thing I think is important. Second thing, Chazal say that Ha'avos hein hein amerkava. The Avos are the chariot of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. The Merkava kind of it comes off the parish in Yechezkel, where it says Hashem rides on a chariot. 
and the others are, so to speak, the four wheels of the chariot. The three others and David HaMelech. There's a lot in Kabbalah discussed about it, it's not our area. What, what does it mean at its face value? What does it mean that the chariot? So there are certain ideals and values that you put forth, and you say to yourself, yeah, it's a nice story. Yeah, that, that's, that's really wonderful. It exists in Disneyland, Jewish version, in the, in, the, in the firm version of Disneyland, that there are these mythical characters who can actually do this, who can actually control themselves totally and decide what they want to engage in what not. They can be selfless. They can be totally involved in learning and so on. Those, those are stories. But we don't see that. It, 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 it sort of does a dissonance with real life. Walk out in the street and you don't see it. But when you see people who actually embody it, you say to yourself, you know, it is possible. God does not appear in this world alone by himself. So all the values we talk about remain up in the air. It's almost like you're speaking about a myth that's a beautiful myth, but it's not got to do with real life. But one day you see a person who embodies it. He actually is that. And then you say, oh, you can have it. It, it doesn't exist. They're the chariot in the sense they take values that are divine, which is what Akash is for us, and they bring it into this world because a real live human being is doing these things. He's, he's actually um, carrying out these things. That's another area that's very, very important to, to, um, to, to, to learn from. I, don't, I, I guess it's, it's, I'd be very hard-pressed to pick specific stories because, Baruch Hashem, I was up to see a lot. But, but I want to try to describe a little bit. I came from, I grew up in the States. I finished high school. It was not at all in those days heard of coming to Israel to learn. And there were a handful of people, two handfuls of people, that maybe were a few hundred in all of Israel from every, you know, any, in any yeshiva that, that come from the States. In the near, there probably were a hundred, that was the big, big contingent. There were three or four in Heaven, there were a few in Panovich, same thing, three, four in Brisbane, that 50, 40, 50, it, it was tiny numbers. And the worlds were very separate. You know, America is America, and as well as Israel, there was, even phones didn't, didn't really exist. You have to, to make a phone call, you have to go down to the main post office of Yafa to make a call to America. It was very disconnected. And you come into a world where people have been sitting and learning for 40, 50 years and doing it 10, 12 hours a day and knowing so much. I'm not even talking about my Rosh Hashivas, who were giants. I'm talking about you know, light, who, who were very hushed, they, 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 and they were still sitting in the corner. People who really had so little, possessed so little. In those days, a two-bedroom apartment was considered the upper scale. So imagine that. A, a three-room apartment was considered the people who are pushing for luxuries. That was what it was like. Um, the, uh, and, and it was normal. People lived it. They had a normal life. People were selfless. They were undemanding. And you, you got a picture of it. And you said to yourself, you know, it's possible. It exists. Maybe, maybe not. So, so it, 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 for me, the, the most profound experience of me yeshiva, had giant yeshivas, but it was so much more about the way people lived, what their values were, what their ideals. And one more thing. Somebody, there was, a, a, there was somebody, a, a boy at Lentas Yeshiva many years ago, who very much decided to make his life um, learning. His parents were not at all happy with it. His father was a very successful professional, very successful, well-to-do, very successful. And his father was against it, but he was very determined, and he became a very big Chacham. 
I ran into his father at some point, and I asked him, how's his son? He said, you know, it's strange. I've never seen anybody live on less than him, being more ascetic than him. He really is a phenomenal master and, and, and has nothing but his learning about his Torah. But he said, I've never seen anyone happier than him. And that was something that we felt and saw as well. We saw a certain sense where people felt very elevated, very uplifting. And despite the fact that, they, that there wasn't much gashness around, but there was so much more that people were happy with, satisfied with. And, and uh, it, it, made, it, it made a profound impression. I want to add one more chazal finish with this, then we can talk a little bit. The, the Gemara, it says, it says in the Gemara Saita that one of the other says Yosef at Sadiq was on the verge of committing that error. And it says, Tmus Yukneshal Aviv is Damloy Bechalayim, that his father's image appeared to him in the window. We think that we make decisions based on objective truth. We, we, we learned halacha, we saw something, we read it, we thought it's good, we thought it's right, and so on. But the truth is, more than anything else, we have certain paradigms in front of us. We have certain models that, that we see in that good, perfect, right, noble. And when those models are in front of us, that becomes a benchmark. Am I a good person? Am I doing what's right? Yosef's benchmark was Yaakov Avinu. Even though he had left his father's home decades before, but he had his picture of him. And when you see Yaakov Avinu, then you see something else. I had a Chavrusa, he passed away already, very chashering a man. When I was in the mirror, he was extremely good learning, very chashering everything. And I once asked him why he doesn't take on to take a job. There were, he was offered many rashkol or whatever. And he said, as long as the Taish Levitz is alive, I can't convince myself that I'm a Talmud Chacham. And, and sure enough, after Chaim was Nifta, I don't know if it, had, it was coincidental or whatever, not long afterwards he became Rashkol and Kalim Pinsk and became a dying in Ulmsdorf and so on. But the idea that, that there's a certain image of what's a Talmud Chacham, What's, what's a good person? What's a noble person? Are those images. So having that type of, 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 a, of, a, of a picture of a big person is something that serves a person. Meeting a person just for a minute or two, unfortunately, that's what we can do today. But even yeshiva, if you look around and focus on people that are worth seeing as a model, it's extremely helpful. It, 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 it crosses the line from being something up in the air, something real. It's something that a person subconsciously wants to model themselves. So yes, we may not be like this person, this person, but we can draw closer. And it's something that we keep in mind that as life goes on, and sometimes we need a reminder of what's really important, what's unimportant. When you see people that are, quote unquote, big, important, powerful, and so on, and you come and you see that they're small people. They're not happy people. They, they, they're struggling to sort of realize themselves. They don't know what they're trying to do. And then you realize you've met people that, that are big people, people who have something inside that's big. That's something that gives you a, a marker for life. Those are things I think we, we pick up when we have a source to be in the presence of a very big person. Okay. Well, we can discuss some points, the further ones, or whatever. So. Uh, could, uh, could the receiver elaborate a little bit on, uh, on what the receiver learned from, from the Rosh Hashiva from there? It, it, it's so much, but I, 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 um, if I were to think of some things, I would say the pursuit for Emmis. My Rebbe learning Reb Nachum was someone who was brilliant beyond words, but could change his mind on something if he felt the question being asked was, was um, Ennis. And 
he would occasionally say, Nashir, you know, I've changed what I think about this. Without, and, and sometimes it was somebody would ask him something. And he would think about it and say, you know, I could answer it, but I don't think I'm right. I think you're right. And this was, he could once heard his answer. It wasn't, he didn't have a problem, and it wasn't as if what he said was wrong, wrong. But the way someone showed him, he could possibly, um, you know, he, he could possibly uh, get around it, but he felt this person was right. Um, he was someone who he sat and, and, and said Shi'urim as he was disintegrating from multiple sclerosis. And as long as he could, he would physically schlep himself up to the yeshiva. Every step away, he never asked him for help. Uh, if you offered it, but he, he, and he would be talking and learning as long as you, you could knock on his door at 1 o'clock in the morning and ask him to shop for something. He lived in the yeshiva. That was one extraordinary example of, of something. And Apanish Lovitz was a brilliant olam in learning. He could quote verbatim. You know, he would ask, he wouldn't, he didn't like quoting outside. He would ask for a safer, but it pushed him to shelf. He would just say, say whatever he was quoting without, without the safer. He, um, his depth of, his depth of feeling and emotion was incredible. When, and, and you wondered, here was somebody who would sit and learn when he was in Shiva, he could learn a day and a half straight. And yet, he understood people extremely well. He would speak about people's emotions and with a lot of, lot of deep feelings. And he understood. He understood what a little child feels like when you buy him a pair of shoes. He, he understood what a woman next door to Shiva who was broken and, and despaired, what she felt like. He, he really, really was able to, to project it. And it was incredible. My father was the third Rosh Hashiva, and he, he, the way you learned what Sneus means, my father was an extremely pleasant person, very conversational, you could talk to him and, and find. He never, ever spoke about himself. And he, he never needed to depend on other people emotionally. He was always there, smoothly, nice, and, and not once did he say anything about himself. Not once did he say something he didn't want to say. He was always, and, and he's, he, the way he went, you couldn't know it, just after being in the family for so many years, again, to realize there was a certain, there was something about the building that they, when they added to the building the first time, that was strangely built. They asked him why. He said, there's a halacha about major shakzibaraban, a pathway that people started to use, that you may not be able to use it. So they need to build around. So I told them it would be much easier this way, that way, the other way. I said, of course, it'd be easier. But if you can't, you can't. And, and like, that was his approach to life. Something that you can't, you can't. You can't, you don't drink. If it is, it is. And if it's not, it's not. And, and, and those things that were very meaningful to him, if he decided that I can't do it, it was, Offer, like he felt there was something for the shiva to be done well. You know, he, he, was, he was offered money at a, at a silly rate in interest for the shiva. It would have been because inflation was so high, it would have been a profit. But he held out lots of your camp, and he said, no, just walk away from it. He, 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 everything about the shiva was a certain sense of emis. Emis in how you treat, how you learn. Emis how you apply that lacha. Emerson, and how you understand people. I think that was sort of an overarching sense of it. Um, and if I, it was, if I look back, the more I look back, those, a lot of things fall into that, into that way. Um, the, speak about the role of, of one's own Rebbe versus the role of, of the God of Israel um, today. So I, I think um, there's, a, there's a verse from Hasidim the, uh, no, sorry, there's a word from, from a, an objective um, onlooker that um, Litvaks, or non Hasidim, are also Litvaks because they think that if you have a safer, you don't need a rebbe. Hasidim are also because they think if you have a rebbe, you don't need a safer. In other words, you need a combination of the two. I, I, I'd like to go back to the point where there is. It, the idea that people, in the old days, because it was so difficult to, to have large groups of people and so on, 
you tend to have a local rav, a local rebbe, a local rosh yeshiva. Today, because everything is so approachable, so people that you have giant people you can approach. That's wonderful. But then people don't have their own rebbe. If you bring your own shaila to a gadol, you, you're you're really not asking a question appropriately. Doesn't know you. Doesn't understand you. Doesn't you don't know yourself. You haven't told them so many things that are relevant because you don't even know it. And 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 you tend we tend to face questions to, and hear the answer we want to hear. So having a person that a person grows to trust that this person directs me right. I also want to add one more point. Emis comes. Emis is not one derech. It's many drachim that head for the same point. It's chesidim emes, ritosh emes, fadim emes, ashkenazim emes. As long as it's a, it's a methodical mahalach headed towards a certain point and consistent, it's emes. So it's positive that we can see other things. But having a ready that you have a certain sense, this fits my personality. <coughs> this is a person that can guide me personally on where I need to go. It's very important. We tend to form it in yeshivas. And for myself also, I formed the, the, my relationships with my rebbeim, and they stayed. I loved going around. I, I, I went over my years, I went to hear almost everyone because I loved it. I loved hearing. And I felt it was what the game every place. But I didn't confuse gaining from places to having a mahalach. And that's why seeing a big person opens your eyes to a certain world. But having a Rebbe who can, can help you formulate what's your death, what's what fits your personality, what a consistent mahalach, I think, is, is, is very important. People mix up the two. Um, you know, people used to go to Kankanyeski with personal questions. I don't think they were doing themselves justice. Unless you believe in Ruch HaKodesh Nebuah, and that's fine. Um, I, I saw a story that Stryper's grandson wrote a biography and came out a few years ago, three years ago. And being a grandson, he had the liberty of writing stories other people wouldn't write. And he said a Siddisha person once came in to the Stryper with a piece of paper, and he said, this is a Shidduch they're writing my son. This is my son's name. This is the girl that they're writing. Her name is his name. Is it a good Shidduch or not? So I said, how should I know? He said, well, I wrote the names out. Like Sidnadu, HaKodesh, something like that. And so I said, there's no way in the world I can know by writing out the names. I said, badge them a bit more, and he refused. He picked himself up. This person was very upset. And as he walked out, he said in a very loud voice, yeah, he also thinks he's a rebel. He knows nothing, this one. And then the site was not a lesson in front of the guy. He said, the first person who's got it right. The first person here who... who but, um, but unless the person has that, so if you have that type of approach, that, that's real commission, that's, that's one approach. Al-Khinech has not been like that. Al-Khinech has been that a Chacham is other than Navi. A Chacham is better than Navi. It, it needs knowledge, insight, knowing. And that's why we tend to... to we, yes, the experience of going to a very good person is wonderful, but it's not going to help you in your life on, on the decisions you have to make. Um, questions from Mario? Yeah. So you mentioned you were here at a show like in so What was your relationship with uh, Noah Weinberg? What do you think of that? So, uh, Rav was a giant. And I, I, truth, I don't know if I've met someone. It was a combination of his selflessness, that never it wasn't just that he, he was trying to explain it, like I said, you know, there are people that will say, okay, if he needs a piece of bread, I think it's a bread, and that's it. His whole thinking was about the cloud. He had no thoughts about himself, and literally, his warmth and embrace were extraordinary. He was a very spiritual person, and he, he really felt um, an eighth glass Hashem, to do everything. I'll share a story. It may be off limits, maybe censored, I don't know, but uh, at that risk, we'll share it. I, I was, um, I was, I was smartly involved in this, that's why I knew about it. The Shiva was perpetually dead, because the North always felt when you're saving a dying person, you don't care about money. 
Clyde saw the dying, we have to wear the tape. That was his personality. So in one of the many times Yeshiva was heavily in debt, and it's kind of crisis mode, and then somebody from almost in the blue, there was somebody here, a, a student whose father was fabulously wealthy, and they had been working for a long time to get money from him, and he sent a huge check. I mean, huge. I was in the office, when, that's how I know, I happened to be in the office when somebody runs into the Mel's office and says, such and such check came through. And Rebnaf says, fantastic. No, 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 you'll be able to pay up all the debts, sit a half year out fundraising, read a bit, do things like that. That's not my first person I get the money. There are four programs waiting to, to, that are money for Rebnaf. We have to listen to this program. No, the money is going to be used. This is a nice, and it's going to be used for things, everything else. So I didn't hear the rest of the but I understood that the people in the office were not happy to put a money. They, 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 they brought a lot of their weight. I think at the end, he agreed to a compromise where they would pay off the people they owed the money to, but they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't score away another penny. Everything would go for the courses. But that was him. The minute he was convinced something would work, he, you know, he, he once wanted somebody to come in and teach, do a better job, teach a good plan. Again, I have to be in the office time. And this person asked for an outrageous sum of money. He had some sort of way of doing it. I, I don't even remember what the details were. And he also said, let him come. So, but no, if he's really as good as they say, then we need him and we'll worry about the money later. But that was him. And he was extraordinarily, his warmth and his embrace and his, and, and everything about him just was, was, a, was, was a giant. It's very hard to describe. And that's why I said being with a person is, is very, um, I'll tell you another story. That, again, these, I, these stories might, might, might have to be censored out, but they were kind of... When I came to interview for the job, so we talked a little bit. It was a, two or three days before Rosh Hashanah. The office was filled with all sorts of bouquets of flowers that admired the sentence. All sorts of flowers, things like that. That was like the office. And he... Um, and uh, I was sitting talking, and then somebody comes in very upset. There was a certain program that Asha Torah had been putting a lot of effort into getting off the ground. Someone else had found out about it, and preempted them, and did it themselves. And he came in and told that friend Noah. I, I, again, I didn't know the details, but I, I caught the gist of it. And Noah said, that's amazing. They're doing that. We could do the next thing. And so what's the problem? When, I, when the person walked out, I saw he was a little bit shaken. And then, like, it took him a few seconds, you know, he took some of the flowers, looked at it, smelled it, and said, Yvonne what a beautiful world you set, you set up, something like that. And, and it was so powerful. It, it was like, you know, look, the world of Kachel is weird as that. I have to get over something. I, I, it, was, it, was a, it was a powerful moment. It was the first time I met a person in person. And maybe one more story that will... will uh, um, I left Asian Torah. I went back to the. I went to me. I was teaching a bit in there, and then a few years later, I, I went to the States to where I'm teaching now. I'm teaching there, watching. I had to be in New York, and I ran into him in the street, like just out of the blue. Wow! He hugs me, and now he's doing it. I'm what's doing, what's doing? And I tell him about the shiva and how we're trying to make the shiva. This and that. He's listening patiently, smiling, happy. And I finish. He says, the Shakespeare says, but what are you doing for Klaus well, I thought I just told you. <laughs> and, and he had bigger mistakes, bigger mistakes. That you know, it's, it's, you learn to avoid him in those cases. <laughs> you know, he was very demanding. But but it was since he was killing himself. He was on his way for heart surgery or something in Toronto, and that was the only thing on his mind. But that was it was a, a giant of a person. You know, it, it, I, I, didn't, I, I did feel, I, I did feel I was doing something. I, I mean, in Silver Spring, is brought sometimes to Yeshiva to a whole different city. You know, the Yeshiva has made trends in that. But, you know, at times when I, when I need to push myself and I'm hesitant, you know, it's the most you can know that says, listen, <laughs> he pushed himself and, uh, Maybe I'll share again. I thought is a, is a big person. Unfortunately, he's not here, but his spirit falls. I'll share another interesting story. His 
Um, they made his oldest son, like, the one who's a Mashkia, the Villa, what's his name? That's who I think. You, no, no, no. Hill, right. Hill was, the, I think, the first son to get married. Very Hashiva, the buffer in Panovich, I think. And it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> and, and they made a Shevrach in Shiva. And Urizal was an Israeli who was involved in, in, in the Kirov. And they were very close friends. So he said the following. He said, there's a story in the Gemara where somebody went to learn for many years, 12 years. He came back home. He didn't recognize where his home is. And he saw a nice young boy, a mitzvah boy, sitting and learning in the Mishmedrish. And he asked him, where's the home? So he said, I'll show you where, where your home is. And they walked there. He fell down. He said, you know, if I would have stayed home, maybe I'd have such a fine boy like this. When he came home, the son said, welcome, father. That was a good mark. He said, Reb Noach has been on a hiatus the last 20 years, busy with saving the world. And he walks into the shadow office, and he looks at the chassim, and his son skips a beat and says, you know, maybe if I would have given the time to my family, I'd have a son like that. And the chassim turns around and says, Mazatababa. Now, I was there, and, and, and um, you know, it, it, it was uh, very, very, it's still moving today, <laughs> many years later. But, you know, he, he literally was just worried about college school. And, and, and uh, that was, yeah. Knowing that you know, I think you knew Rev. Erdwitz from back in here, right? Sure. In the Asia Torah? Sure. I just suppose <laughs> what are some of the, the, the stuff he did, uh, event stories, you, stuff you saw that really set him apart and made him the first he is today? Well, I, I don't feel like I'm speaking of people alive. I mean, Baruch Hashem, there's there was no for something like that. But I can tell you, besides, besides the extraordinary talents that Hashem gave him, consistent learning, modesty, and and Emmis and Eve. It was it was a it was a it was a mirror hallmark and, and that was him. You know, th- there are people that are brilliant, that people but you sometimes they're erratic about how much they really put in time. There you know, there's inconsistencies. There are people that are brilliant but also there's a lot of sense of self involved and, and so no title the Emmis you need you need to um, your personality has to recede and you have to enter. And those are, those are things that, that, that stand up. And again, I don't know if I'm but, but I think it's important to understand that besides God giving gifts and abilities, making use of it, and, and understanding that it's a gift that was given to you to use, as I do with you, are the two most important qualities. And any advice you have for us to take advantage of being a team You know what? To take poor, I, 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 you know what to focus on? To focus on how happy a person looks in an inner way. You look around the world outside, and and the people that are considered successful, and see is there an inner happiness and peace or not. I used to I'll just show you guys a story. I used to learn with Rav Nachum Chavrusa, and his. Son was my chavrus in the afternoon, and he was my father, so I was part of the package, I guess. I, I uh, lived him. So we used to learn the afternoon for an hour or two. Like Reb Nachman had like steady chavrus at night or five or six. In the morning, he had a chavrus. Uh, in the later years, not so much. But in the afternoon, I, I learned him for, for one or two months. I got married. There was a person who had come from America, retired. This person was a very successful rabbi. He's one of these people that on his wall, he had a picture of himself shaking hands with every president and the Pope maybe or whatever, you know, the, the whole, the, you know, that type of personality, not like this, not like that. So he came to us so retired. Nobody really needed him much. And, you know, he was a nice person, but there wasn't much. And I don't know, so for some reason he was somehow connected with the Pines, so so he would learn once a week at the time for an hour, he would learn nothing for an hour, he would learn this person. I know, it, it was kind of a... So he, he, he would come on Tuesdays after we finished learning, and he slowly started coming earlier and earlier, sort of encroaching an hour of time. 
So once, twice, but the third time this came really early, I nothing looked at his watch. Like he, he didn't want to tell him anything. First of all, he was an older person. But like he sort of, he, he, he caught the gesture, obviously. And he said, Reb Nachum, I want to tell you something. Reb Nachum's apartment it was underground. It was one of his apartments that just the window stuck up. And, and the IDF Paskin that has a dinner in the club. I'm serious. It, it, was a, it was a perfectly good clock. That's how far underground it was. It was two bedrooms, and, and I assure you, it didn't win any international awards for design. There actually was, in the living room, there was a rack that they hadn't removed. It was too expensive. So it just sat there, like, in the corner, and it was painted over. I'm serious. That was Rav that was, that was, that was, that was problem. And the world converged Rav Nachman. So this person told Rav Nachman, said, I want to tell you something. There was once a Balagola who decided in Europe who decided to see the world. And he traveled and he traveled and traveled and he came back. And he said, after the of a club, is it a I've been all over. And there's no place like here, Matoiba Lachayak. So there's no place like this place Megish. You'll tell me who's talking? Yankel the Balagola? Dillon, the world's statesman, said it, Matoiba Lachayak. He said, Reb Nachum, I've been everywhere. There is nothing in the world like these Dalar Amis over here. And he said it with a lot of pain, um, wispiness, wispiness is kind of jealous, I don't know, jealous, but like a sort of, maybe I missed life. Maybe shaking hands with the president for a photo op is not the end of the world. Maybe sitting and, and watching Pshat and trying to understand the Ramban for next, uh, another time, Maybe that's where the world is. And, and, and that was extraordinarily powerful. So looking at people and seeing, take a look. Do, do you see an inner tranquility? Do you see a person feels I've touched on the core of life? This is what it's about. I, I think that that's something to take back. I assume it's part of the yeshiva's policy or something. It's, it's, we, we, we try very hard to keep that kesher. But I want to say something else. One of the decisions about where to settle down eventually is to find a community where the rav is a, is a person. It's two, two things. One is a community whose values are close to yours. I speak to people. If, if a community is very into money and that's not your value today, then you know, you, you need to look around how people are living, because you can't live very different than people. And a rabbinic figure love that you can have a personal cash with, that just this person, this personality, fits where you are, fits who you are. Those are two critical decisions you have to make. Um, not legacy was very obviously an importance for Kiru and the um, importance of going out and favoring your people. Uh, So, like we said before, <laughs> there are many drachim, and, and let's explain what you can take and what's more individual. Um, undoubtedly, America has changed because of two people primarily, Gustav Narov and Urban Kotler. Chabad to a smaller degree, but the difference was establishing strong roots is extremely important. And no piece of it, it's just like in an army, 
it, it, I mean, there's a guy doing surgery on the soldiers coming back from the front. There's somebody sitting and planning. There's somebody, you know, if, you, if the whole country leaves and picks up and goes to the army, there's nothing left for the country. It, it, the message of pushing yourself to do what you should be doing, that's a message that should go across the board. The more specifics, it depends. People that this resonated with 100% did that cue. But I, I see the difference between the solidity. I think today a lot of cure could be and should be community-oriented. So many people are becoming joined in by another person. And, and enough to try for a while. You know, you pushed it. In, in, in a community that has a welcoming place, I've seen Rabbanim who slowly have drawn a lot of people from the marginal edges. There are also communities that are nominally orthodox but are shaking and helping show up those kids. There's no one piece of the puzzle that is the exclusion of other ones. So the message I took away from that was don't stop. Um, don't, don't if, if, if I'm lazy, if my choice is to take it easy for a day or to do something, then I need to ask myself, what am I doing in this world? But more specifically, you know, the, the type of things that I feel I can do better and the type of things that speak to me are the things I need to do. So, so we take the message, the core message, that Kachbaruch will put you here for Kali Yisrael, but it's different. And that's what I'm saying. There's so many pieces. Without a strong, vibrant, internally vibrant community, you couldn't attach people on the outside. So, so all the pieces are needed. Where you belong really depends on who you are and you're in a sense of where you belong and in which direction you belong. And that is a different People pull different directions. And to me, what I got was whatever I'm doing, I shouldn't shirk. And, you know, try the best, my best ability to, to give it what I can. And in every single person, you'll meet people in your life, even if you're doing business, anything. There, there are so many people today that bring it home for a Shabbos, being nice to them, encourage them to do something, it begins a journey for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Having people going to learning and training communities has, has been um, trying to be done in the correct way for a pretty long time now, and, and I, guess I, can remember, I can remember and even the past. Um, but I think that I've heard that, that two people are still deteriorating after all the efforts that, that have been put into so on a practical level, just, I don't want to get into details, on a practical level, and everything that's been done has successes and lack of successes. You also need to understand who you are, what your strengths are, and, and go with that. There's, there are no easy answers. There's, it's, it's, it's nothing, nothing is clear. Every, every derech in, in thing about Kaisal has pluses and minuses. And, I mean, you, there's no way to say, I grew up 50s, 60s. It's a different world because of the yeshivas. Um, it's a different world because of Hasidim. And those, those made the most profound impact. Nothing else was all, everything else wasn't beginning to work. There are other things, you know, again, there are smaller, bringing people has worked in different ways. It keeps changing. It, it, on, the, on the specific details, there's a lot to think about. But a person should find his place. You want to call people? Yeah. Uh, just one other question. The room has a safer Ben Torah for life, which is safer about um, really being able to continue life in the Ben Torah throughout one's journey. Um, did the world speak about some of the challenges that are from now when they come back to America, Israel, into America, and perhaps things that already guys could be doing now to help uh, help send them up for greater success? So I, I think that that is a challenge for the yeshiva world. That's why, I mean, that was impetus to write. The problem is the yeshiva is a certain idyllic situation. It's a, it's a bubble that's all ruchnis, and everything is meant to be ruchnis. Everything has faults, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's a world that's pure ruchnis. When you come into the, into the outside world, so it's very hard. You have to reconfigure 
how to take those ideals and master them. You can't, you, you, you don't just continue, it's not you're learning less. You're entering a different world. And unless a person understands that, and we need to find people that represent, that represent that image of what it's like to be in love and guarantee the time of Shamarati. What does it mean to be in the workforce, to be effective, efficient, successful, and yet to be true to your values and express them there? You know, there's unfortunate dichotomy that we get shaken up. So you, you come to the world outside, so either you say, well, yeshiva is a dream, it's not real, it's not part of the real world. Or you, you, you say to yourself, you know, it, it, there's two worlds. I work in this knowledge on this, I'm in business on that. To be able to, I, I once thought that the, the brothers to Yaakov were not given to Esau and not to Yaakov. They were given to Yaakov when he was able to wear the garments of Esau. In other words, to be able, when you're doing a business deal, it's not a chesed project. You're not out to help the other person. In a yeshiva, everything is a chesed. Help this one, help this one, everyone's helping each other, it's wonderful. Business is adversarial by its nature. I'm trying to sell, you're trying to buy it, vice versa. One of us is going to be more profitable, make more profit the other one. And yet, that's, that's normal, and that's real, and that's fine. So it should be. That's how it's built. And yet, that I'm honest, that I'm a mensch, that, that, that my interaction is positive, pleasant, dignified. Those are things that are, are incredible. Do we have that? Do, do, and, and, and it takes, unfortunately, we don't have, um, we don't have model script, and, we, and, and we're lacking some sort of chinef. It's, it's difficult. When you're in Shiva, you do want to focus on what Yeshiva has. But being able to function in the outside world with those values is a big challenge. When do you think is like the best time to, to leave Yeshiva and go back to, like, the American like that? That's exactly what you before. It, it's, it, it's, it, every person has the kufa that a he should be yeshiva until we told us a sense that his person has, has sort of solidified and depending on how much you accomplish and can accomplish and what your demands are and what your needs are that's just for somebody who can guide you is really critical. There's a few books about each two finding its place but don't we as Jews have to understand that our place is very controlled and to emphasize that more even if we're not there now and then as a follow-up with the situation for Jews both in the Israel and Israel and America the rise of anti-Semitism and the fact that the rise of anti-Semitism and the fact that the rise of anti-Semitism and the fact that the rise of anti-Semitism and but a person has to go to Shahar. And depending on the situation, if a person, if, if to make a move to Israel is something that a person needs to ask, what are the implications? There's no, to, to do things that pose an immediate problem, a person has kids, a person has a person, has a person, has a person that, a person should first ask himself, is it the right move? In the big picture, I mean, there's a reason why Mashiach is going to be Mechabit in Israel. There's a reason why Mashiach is going to gather in people. We are in Golas. Um, and that Israel is unique and special. And Dakash Prokha sent us the opportunity that people become Koshik at Israel by coming to Yeshivas. I think is very important that people stay Koshik at Israel. But a decision where to live and, and, and when to move and if to move has a lot of ramifications. And, and like everything else, it's just like staying in Kolo. It has a lot of ramifications. And, and, and we need, those are things that a person needs to ask someone who knows him and understands him. The person's values are shared. There's some people, just like in, in, in the Kudus, in Satna, they were Khashar people, and the rebel was a Kurdish alien, and his most important value was anti Israel. Chabad, the rebel was extraordinary Khashar, very Khashar people, and his dominating value was reaching out to Kali Yisrael. Ravan Kotler was a giant, made profound changes, and his thing, his value was strong the Torah. A person needs to find his place, 
and and then see where he belongs and how he belongs and what he belongs. There's no one answer. They were all big people, and each one had a very different thing than there were others, and each one had the very big things in in Yeah. In terms of the What about Israel? You have missiles here. You have an atom bomb. If you're going, if you if 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 you're if you're coming along with that argument, then then believe me. I mean, it, it's it's it, 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 if you if, if you're factoring in just the physical things, just roll. Uh, uh, it, it, on the trans Is a French struggle there for us? Yes, but it's there for us everywhere. I, I definitely, the, the argument of, of danger, I, I mean, you know, we are, we are, we're sitting here and, and not in an easy place. You know, I, you know, I, I mean, I walked out of my house in Azadira and a huge bomb exploded 100 meters away. And the bus across the street exploded. And you know it's, it's not uh, safe in that sense, but it's a show, and and that's why a person has to, to make these arguments like that. I think they're fallacious. Whether it's or another issue, they're saying the college job. No one asked me, and, and I'm, 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 I don't consider myself. I write, I write what I think I, I must publish it, they publish it. I, 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 I was not, I was not nominated, and I don't think I'm worthy of it, and, and so on. It, it does not so, so I, I really, it's, it's not, uh, I, I, you know. What does the rescue think I shall not be top issues that we call How can we be? Now, not so, so I don't think, in a certain sense, I don't think the issues are different. The inner connection to Torah and Yiddishkeit, and in some ways, when people speak about what used to be and what is, unfortunately, a lot of times they, you, lose, you look at it through rose-tinted lenses. But so when people speak about how wonderful Yiddishkeit was in Europe, there was. Yiddishkeit Europe was falling apart, that, that is true. There were a lot of issues. But the one thing is, the Yidin, I remember, the hell of Yidin, whether it was Swedish, Litvish, whatever, there was a certain deep emotional depth that came about because of the hardships, because money was scarce, because the anti-Semitism was terrible, and so many things. It forced people to be profoundly um, profoundly, this is why we're there. And today, Baruch Hashem, we should never return to our situation, things are much easier. We're, we're affluent. As much as the anti Semitism, it doesn't hold a candle to what was. And Baruch Hashem, we walk around, we own the world. We think we own the world. And the problem is, it doesn't build an inner connection. When, when we, you know, we can buy a pair of tefillin that nobody ever dreamt of owning because of the advances in Safras, because of the fact that we have a lot of money. And yet the feelings of which he put on Philip. I remember I was in, in, in Phoenix once. This is 96, 7. There was an, I went to that in the show in the morning. There was an old literature yeet, Saul. I don't know what that's saying, Saul they called him. And I was standing, like, before that, like five minutes before, he walks in, and then he stops by the door. And he stood there, and then he walked in. And, 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 and the way he said it, and the amount of feeling, and he wasn't doing it for me, I didn't see me, I was just standing in the corner, there was nobody else there. But, but he did it, and, 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 and he lived it. And that's what I remember from my father. You know, they, they had a certain emotional depth and connection that I don't feel today. And, and the problem is, everything could be nice outside, but if there's no real inside connection, then I, then, then, then I don't know, that's, that's where, where, where I feel it's, and it's, you know, Rabbi Sosalanta said that, so I need Musa. Chassidus, for Chassidus for that reason. And, and, you know, there was a general understanding, the obvious understanding, that without an intense, deep, personal connection, and you don't have it. In my days, if you went to yeshiva, you had to fight to go to yeshiva. So when you were there, it was very meaningful. Today, they send you to yeshiva, they like it or not. So it's nice, it's, you, know, you have a nice place and you do good things, but do you have that type of feeling when you have to struggle for it? I don't know.
So it is okay in, if, you, if you can priori isolate certain drachas, like for instance, in learning how to learn, he's my rebbe, in doubting what they say, this is my rebbe. That's okay, you can do that. But if you just happen to not like a particular psaac because it's difficult for you, that's already their fault. You know, the person can, when you see this, for instance, they, there was a learning figure and there was a mashkiach in, in Musr, and, and the, 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 the Chavish one said that the list total rabbi was a Samsaif. So we can have in different areas, different drachim, but you have to be very wary because the, the idea of having rabbi is that when, it, when, when it's not counsel for you, you know, we, we, everyone has their own bias, we all know, everyone knows ways, what's difficult for them. So you want somebody who understands you, and you want a direct that you that you can follow, and and those areas, if it's a specific detail, I think that's part of the reason for having your levy. It's, it's so you're not comfortable. Even if let's say it's a money issue or a health issue, and you know that say, you're pretty much an expert in money, you know that this is that case that you know it's not going to work. We're talking about a rochnistic thing. In other words, if somebody if a levy tells you to invest in this stock, he's a stockbroker. You know, he may be ready also, but, but there's no there's no ready figure in Stafford and health. If it's a moral question, let's let, let for instance in health. I have a child who's very not well, a lot of needs, but focusing on him will take a ton rest of him. Should I should I not? That's a moral dilemma. That's a total dilemma. But which doctor to go for this particular ailment, the mirror of an access living up. But but they're acting in the capacity as a, as a medical referral, not as a ready. The, the we'll speak about the, the yeshiva a little bit. Um, I, 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 I guess I'd rather speak back to you, but I, I'm here for the yeshiva. So, I mean, Baruch Hashem, I, I mean, the, the yeshiva is so it's a it's a very interesting mix. We we have the learning is very strong, very good. The boys do something to move forward in terms of eventual career and so on. We try to help the Bachrim make decisions. Should they belong, do they belong in Kaidish? Do they belong in, 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 in this or that? Do we have now uh, about 70 Bachrim, Baruch Hashem, and about 20 like Nicolo. Most of the, the community is a wonderful community. It's a Washington community, great Washington. It's, um, pe- most people are very, very well thought of professionals who work for the government, many of them. And it's a very positive, pleasant community. It, it has sort of a bit of an adder, what they call an adatan ruach. You know, it's, it's, it has certain ease and certain pleasantness, certain diversity in yeshiva. People learn to like all sorts of people. And on the other hand, the learning is serious. There's a, there's a, there's a seriousness about it. Hashem. There are different things we do besides the learning. It's, you know, Rav Malkus, Oryk Shabbos, getting together, and, and, and having a personal cashier, that is very important. We still maintain our cashier with our alumni, and we, we try very hard. We're in this medish, we're approachable all the time. It, it, it's, it's to give that sense of life. This is where the journey of life starts. People are beginning to understand that over the horizon looms some life questions. And so, you know, so that's, I guess, my description. I don't have any other. Yes? So if I have, I'm telling you, I have no idea if they're doing, if the work is, it's, a, it's. I just want to explain. In politics, it's always, um, uh, what's the right word for it? It's always a question of Satan Hesse. I, I want to make, I, I want people to understand. Standing up and saying exactly what you think in your face is not real life. Real life, you're willing and dealing. So if APEC succeeds and what they do helps Israel, then that's fantastic. I have no way, I'm in no position to, 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 to say, but, but just getting up and, and you know, people will occasionally get said they invited this person, by that, another person. You know, politics is about dealing with all sorts of people, some like more, some less. And, and you have to make a cheshbin. Why are you dealing with this person? For what purpose? How will it affect everything else? 
if, if that's been done and, and it's something that's good, I, I don't think I'll have to weigh in on it. Like he said before, that's not my expertise. The, the one thing is, is sometimes it gets to people think, yeah, we'll tell them exactly what you think. You know, when you have a customer sitting there and you're selling something, you don't tell them what to think. With politics, is about selling things to people. You want them to, be, to do X, Y, Z for you. You know what their price is. You have to ask yourself, can we give that price? That's all it's what it's about. It's not about, you know, extending proud and strong works and then do that. It's, it's kind of pandering if it does that. It's, it's a husband of what works. If it's working, then great. I, I have no way of, of knowing. Yeah. Now, the Rav has his biographical sketches that I know so many of us get to watch from in Yeshiva. Just want to ask the Rav, in doing them, or just in general, is there a particular gadol from the past that the Rav was connected to? They're all obviously godless, but there's someone that Rav said, this, this is a mahalach, or this, the way he lived his life, the way they acted. You mean the people I knew or people I didn't know? People maybe in the past. I know the Rav done the Sadam, the Rav done the things like that. You know what? <laughs> Each person, for me, in, in, the, in their particular area, and that's why when you ask me a question about different mahalchim, you know, so many of these mahalchim were at loggerheads with each other, and yet each one was profound. I mean, it's unthinkable today that we have a world without having had the Zulmah It's unthinkable that we have a world without Hashem, what about Tanya? So, but yes, there was contention. I don't know, but, but the first the world includes both. There, there were so many different times in understanding, understanding the Rambam and the people that came out against the Rambam. It, you know, it, as long as those Elu Elu and they were the same Shemayim and of stature, then somehow they ran out the picture for us. And to me, getting into each one and getting a sense of what, of the world that was this. I speak on Tishabov, I, 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 by Isaiah Obama, I speak of a of a God who either lived the Holocaust or was killed, or let's say did some in Siberia, the Chabad Hasidim that were that were that were murdered in in, in, in Siberia. I say to myself, you know, every year, each each one of these is a whole world. We didn't lose many people. We lost many worlds. And to me, that's the overarching piece. You know, I, I think back. Every every person I spoke to is a different world, and an entirely rich world. And I was like, we, we didn't lose a trees, we lost forests. Each one is a forest. And to me, that's, to me, that's the most moving part of it. Seeing that they were different and great. And, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is infinite, he has infinite amount of sides. And, and as long as the person is Ochlis and Dovok in a day after Themis, then, it, then, then, then we have it. The, the rough outline what's included in, in the Chiv of, of, of uh, Tamatara. Ultimately, a person would like to learn Kartarakula. So, so, what does that include? The mindset, and is there a direct that someone who considers himself to be a regular person um, can actually go about doing that for the course of his life? Um, so, the the, the Rashihar actually in, in Helpers Tamatora gives. He basically is taking the is taking the Rambam and fleshing it out. There is, so basically, let's strip it down to a minimum. Perish of Iksav starts in Bracious and finishes the end of Yivay Yomim. Person through his life should have gone through it once at least. I'm not even talking about knowing it. I mean, going on just knowing the, knowing the words. Perish of Alper, so Valpanya says that it's the equally moving of each halacha. It's hard for us to pass it, but I say having learned through Shas once, at least in a lifetime. After that, in response to that, I would say the two, there are certain things that you must do. No matter how busy or whatever you're doing, learning some halacha every day so that, that you're keeping mitzvahs is critical. Learning some musr of any kind that keeps that keeps you focused on what is Hashem, whatever, whatever is, you know, there, there's so much things in musr that are, whatever moves you, whatever motivates you, and then learning the part of Torah, the part of Torah, Shabbat Peh, Gemara, so on, that that at a at a at a, um, at a level that engages you. Some people like the kiyos and knowing it well and having a lot knowing it on. Some people enjoy eating. That's that's um, good. 
something which is a little bit even, something which is starts off nicer. But it, it, it was the third, the, there's Mikra, Mishnah, and Gemara. Gemara is, Ramam says, and, and Baltani says, same thing, it's the best thing, he's, he's, he's coming off that cheetah. And anything in Torah that engages you, that, that you get into its depth. So, so having that depth is, is, is important as, as, a, as a lifetime project. Final question. Yeah. I was wondering if you knew of any gedolim that were had to make the decision of whether they would uh, kind of be a full-time rabbi or rush yeshiva or whatever their job was versus doing something more mundane. And uh, I'll tell you, not not a rush yeshiva, but a somebody that person just as he said the words. I was on a plane once back to uh, to Israel. And sitting next to me is Rabbi Neuberger from from Yeshiva near Israel. Rabbi Neuberger was a person who had built a city and helped so many other mice. It wasn't besides besides making Baltimore a city of terror because of it and so much going on over there. He also was there for every other institution, and he was an extraordinary, brilliant tactician got things done, knew how to get things. And he was sitting next to me, and he was very friendly. He, Baltimore is about an hour away from where we are, and now I scared from Brazil, I've been very so he was very warm to me, very friendly. And he told me something along the lines of 40 years ago, I had an offer to go into a business that would have made me a multi, multi-millionaire today. And he said, you know, somehow I decided to go to Yeshiva, something like that, and his eyes missed it. And I thought to myself, Yes, the same talents could have made him a lot of money, but it would have been a lot of stucker. But those same talents he used to build a city, to build, to build a lot more than a city, to build more than this. It was there for everybody. And, you know, to me, that was like a very personal moment, and, and, and I always look at it as it's something that, you know, tells a person, yeah, this is something, uh, here's a person who had a real crossroads, and, and he chose. Uh, yeah, it was a very, it was a very personal moment. I, I, you know, it was very moving. He, he himself was like, it sort of hit him. You know, I could have been a different person. And he lived, it's incredible. He was a person who lived in an apartment, a three-room apartment, four-room apartment, I don't know. When he was Nifta and, and senators and governors came to Mahmoudville, they were shocked. They were shocked that this is where this person lived. This is, what did he need from this world? He needed to do it. So he needed a place to sleep and to put his stuff down, and, and he did. He spent his life doing it. It's incredible. You know, it's, it's, uh... Okay, and it's very, I see it's a very engaged all over. People are very, very into it.